0: Hey guys, it's Eileen from All The Things Podcast, and we are here with Louise Johns,
1: Sean Healy,
0: Haley Healy, Marlena Davey, and
1: Juliet Wheaton. (laughs) Of course.
0: (laughs) And uh, we just finished the summit, and we're just wrapping
1: up our little lunch, and yeah. This is all the tears, because we all have to leave each other, and we're very sad about it. So sad.
0: Waiting for research to be done. What
1: is the research?
0: I don't know, but you need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I have apparently a lot of research to be doing as a twenty-five, and so, so, and so does Haley. The
1: oldest of the group needs to do some research.
0: Haley does as well. Yes. Um, I, I forgot you
1: know, <laughs> what research I,
0: I don't worry, Haley. I will send you. I sent you all of it. Um, That's true. All right. Having oh, it, it. Having, signing it off. yeah. Signing off. Hey. Story, okay. You're a storyteller. I'm a
1: storyteller. Juliet's a fucking storyteller. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to It's All the Things podcast with Juliet, me, and Eileen. She's mad at me because I said It's All the Things podcast, and that's not really what it's called. It's just called All the Things podcast. Thank
0: you.
1: We are on the road in michigan after leaving the mcintyre summit in rochester michigan we're halfway through our travels i may or may not have to really go to the bathroom so i might start talking really fast and animated and that's just because you know sometimes you have to pee and that is all the things um we had a really wonderful time at the mcintyre summit Maybe Eileen can tell us. I'm also hand, holding the mic, so don't worry. Eileen is focusing on driving. It is all focus. But she's going to tell us a little bit about the McIntyre Summit and what it is. Go, Eileen.
0: <laughs> um, hey, guys. So, Trent, well, one of the things that I love about the Summit, and this is only my second time going, is... Um, is that he curates this experience for you as a participant um, to really take a journey with yourself and with the community around you um, that's with you for all of the experiences. And last year it was full-hearted. Like the theme, there's always a theme. Last year it was full-hearted. This year it was bold-hearted. Um and it kind of sparked some curiosity in me when he announced the theme because um, I'm like, okay, well what does it mean to be full-hearted and I answered that last year and it'd be interesting to go back and look at what I said um, firstly because it's such like a benchmark moment like okay where was I last year? where am I now how I'm so different in so many ways and so much more myself and um, And I know that, and I know that there's been so much growth. So, And I feel more bold, and I'm making more bold choices. So this felt very in alignment. Um, So I started thinking about what it meant to be bold-hearted. And um, for me, that's really showing up for what I know I'm supposed to do, and the person that I like, I was just saying to Juliet, like, I hope that... I'm, I'm going to be 26, and, like, the countdown's on. It's, like, 19 days or something crazy till my birthday. Um,
1: and... By the way, I think at lunch it was 20 days and it has not been a full day <laughs> since then. So it could be 19. It could be 20. I don't, I'm, Although I don't know what time you were born. So maybe that is part of it. Maybe. I, I, maybe that's the shift.
0: Intuitively, there's been a shift.
1: That the half day is over and now it's more 19 instead of 20. Uh-huh. Carry on.
0: So um, I got to thinking, I'm like, okay, well, I'm about to be 26, which... Um, feels big to me and I've been stepping into new roles and doing new things and um also just recognizing like my time is valuable so what do I really want to be doing with it um instead of being so wrapped up in my anxious brain um and I realized that like I want to look back when I'm 30 and four years and be like okay I am so glad that I showed up for myself the way that I did then because it was exactly what I needed to do to to become who I am now which is what I've always wanted like I was I was joke I've been wanting to be 30 since I was like 13 so um for me it felt very kismet that it was a bold-hearted theme um yeah so trent began by telling us that there would be this sort of narrative to follow this story to follow or this story that we would write together at the summit um and to sort of just watch for each presentation kind of being part of that story um culminated in the most beautiful like community moments that I've had with adults since I mean ever like it was it was pretty pretty special um so there's always a question and um by the end or at some point after you might have like your answer um if you're willing to take this journey with everyone around you um so, yeah, the question is, I don't
1: know, it's like what the question is, what is the summit? Because <laughs> Eileen jumped right into all the, uh, all the things about the summit, but the actual summit is a two-day oh my God. conference.
0: <laughs> storyteller. The storyteller needs to set the th- stage and then I can go deep.
1: I need the narrative to happen. Because I'm just looking out for you guys out there listening. Because I've decided people might actually listen to this. So the summit is something that Trent McIntyre of McIntyre Pilates created. I guess this was the eighth year. He said it's a two-day conference doesn't really feel like the right kind of word but it's a a word people understand where movement teachers mostly Pilates teachers get together and he hosts a variety of different um, presenters Um, some are his instructors and friends and people that he knows in the industry and they present different topics and to Eileen's point he helps curate that to a specific narrative of this year was particularly bold-hearted and all of the pre- presentations in the various permutations. That was a fancy word that popped into my head. I, I don't usually say that and I think I said it right. I could not spell it. Permutations I'm, is good. I'm a bad speller but anyhow it's how Basically the presenter is allowed to speak in their own voice and create what that means to them. And what's beautiful as a participant is that all these presenters come and they all have a totally different way of expressing what this theme means to them and then somehow by the end it just feels like it it makes all the sense in the world and it was always meant to be that way and It's like all the presenters got together and planned it, and um, I don't know that they do. Trent definitely is kind of making certain decisions in that matter, but um, it almost just feels like so much kismet happens with it. Um, It's very different than any kind of, like, continuing education workshop course you've ever gone to. So if you're interested in it, you can visit the McIntyre website, Um, The dates for next year, it's always the second weekend of July. I believe it's July 10th and 11th. I'll have to consult my photos and my manual, but I think that's what it is, 2020. I don't know what the theme is because Trent probably hasn't come up with it yet, but he will. Um, So, Eileen, oh, actually, Eileen, can you tell us a little bit about the opportunity you were presented with at this summit this year? Um, okay so
0: once again curated by Trent um, which he told me that he did this so thank you Trent because it was great um, I got an email sometime late spring from Joanne Grazer and Lucy Bicuz front, who were putting on a presentation that was like a sensory advent- adventure that was all about putting you in situations where to induce fight or flight response. Um, and anyway, so they asked me to help lead an activity. Uh, and the funny thing is, so they asked me and Daria Bronston and Daria ended up uh getting sick just before the summit and she wasn't able to make it and I got a text like two days before the summit from Juliet saying oh I just got off the phone with Joanne and she Daria's sick and I have to fill in and I'm like of course that is what's happening like Of course. And, you know, I've had to keep this a secret from
1: Juliet, which is, like, super hard to do because we're together all the time, it feels. And she did keep it a secret. She said, I got this opportunity to help Joanne and Lucy, but I can't tell you what it is. And I thought for sure I'd get it out of her at some point. But as I told Joanne on Tuesday this week, I said, you know she never told me what it is so you need to send me the outline of what you expect me to help with. And, uh, so I was very proud of the integrity that <laughs> Eileen demonstrated there of, uh, really taking, even if it was a, a role very seriously. And, uh, so what exactly did you have to do? So it was a, it was a, a, a like workshops so that we could understand as Pilates teachers what it's like for a new Pilates student and how they might have fight or flight response, um, limbic system response um, to movement or entering a studio and just kind of help remind us what that feels like to feel a little bit freaked out. Yeah, uncomfortable. Personally, I kind of I'm an anxious person, so I sort of live in that world. But sometimes we we need to be reminded what that feels like. So there were three different stations, four different stations. Sorry, I I participated in it, and I don't (laughs) remember. Because I didn't actually get to do all of the stations, because I was running one of them. So what was Eileen's? So my
0: station was audio or hearing, right? And so I had very... Um, I had some directions from Joanne and Lucy, but it was, Joanne and I had a few conversations um, and I was just very enthusiastic and looking forward to creating a scenario where I would be limiting people's um, ability to hear clear instructions and, okay, how am I going to do this and whatever, so um, I decided that I would give each person just one single earplug so they're uh, so that they could hear, but not completely, um, kind of replicating maybe an experience of someone who, um, does not have, uh, full experience of sound if they have like hearing aids or are deaf on one side or the other, whatever. Um, and then, I also played audio track of this really obnoxious sounding audio of, it, was, it just sounded like a busy restaurant or a busy grocery store. I mean, it was really terrible. Um, and I had to be this unempathetic instructor. Um, and I wasn't really sure what I was going to teach. I knew that I was, it was going to be non-Pilates movements. Um, Because if you've ever done Pilates before, you know that sometimes the things that we as movement teachers ask you to do seem very absurd. And you're like, is that really what you want me to be doing? Like, why would I ever do that movement that way? Um, And so I made it, like, very cardio and I made it very, like... I was not really communicating well as an instructor, like, I was giving them directions, but mostly they were just using their visual cues, like, of me directing class, um, because they couldn't rely on me communicating clearly and and them being able to hear that, um, and basically I just turned into a sweaty mess over the course of the 90 minutes that we were outside in the blazing Rochester heat, um. And
1: she also tapped into her other persona, which is known as Mean Eileen. Hashtag. Hashtag Mean Eileen. And um, yeah, you can follow that because there are a few posts that say hashtag Mean Eileen. So she channeled that pretty well. And I will say that people seemed very disoriented, which was the goal of the exercise was to make people feel disoriented and uncomfortable. So she did that very well. And I also had a lot of people, because I was at a station, um, come up to me afterwards and say how good she was at disorienting them. (laughs) And also how good she played, because she's a very kind, empathetic person, but how good she was at being a non-empathetic, otherwise known as, you were a real bee. Yeah. To quote Ivy of McIntyre like, you
0: who came up to me in all her glory and was like, Eileen the bee um, afterwards. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was super fun. I mean, to ask, I was basically asking people to do things that they didn't want to do or wanted it to end sooner than it was ending and just like situations that you find like when you take a class like you're like I don't want to keep doing this exercise this doesn't feel good in my body or I have a movement restriction and I definitely don't want to be doing high knees and butt kicks and like crawl on the ground like a bear and then hold everybody's hands like that's what I was asking people to do um and then like yelling in their face when they weren't really doing it um and it was interesting because you just saw the energy sort of die over the course of like the seven minutes that I had people do this. Um, and I think sometimes as movement teachers, we think we can think that we are all on the same page and that we're leading our class. And we're so full of passion. I was very passionate. You can ask anyone there. Um, like I was so full of passion and I was just like, feel the energy of what we're doing. And like, um, and nobody was on board because it was so ridiculous and hot and the loud noises and the fact that they couldn't hear me. Um, and it was the juxtaposition of being in this beautiful park with nature and birds and a brook just next nearby and having that expectation set that, okay, I'm going to go into a park and relax and just like hang out in nature. It's going to be peaceful. And instead hearing the noise of like a thousand people in a grocery store and like being asked to jump around and yeah, so I definitely, I think I did a great job.
1: I'm proud of you. I, I, I failed a little bit because I wasn't good at staying in character of being non-empathetic so my part was movement restriction and um joanne and lucy had this great uh project where it was basically a three-legged race which was funny when people i would ask them if they had done a three legged race and like half the people would put their hand up and then i would ask people if they've seen a three-legged race and everybody would put their hand up and I kind of felt like that meant everybody had actually participated in a three-legged race but they didn't because who's seen a three-legged race and not participated in one like when I was in grade school you you like you didn't have a choice you just did it but I but it was an obstacle course so the obstacle course was in the park and originally this was kind of an interesting story originally it was designed to happen on the playground equipment but if this was a beautiful Saturday morning so there were a lot of small children around the playground equipment and I know that Lucy and Joanne spoke with a lot of the, the um, parents that were there and explained what was going to be happening and that we were going to stay out of the kids way and so it was explained to me that this had happened and and when I went over to run the obstacle course with the three-legged situation which also is kind of funny because they had to wear a pair of yoga pants but each person had one leg in one pant leg of the yoga pant so if you can visualize a pair of yoga pants not eat one leg in each but two legs in one does that make sense yeah that makes sense So it was a big stretched out yoga. And then they had to hold the other leg of the pant up. So kind of like almost like a sack race. So it was a lot of, a lot of uncomfortableness and you had to be like touching somebody. And then you had to perform an obstacle course, which was supposed to involve like going up steps and across a drawbridge and down a slide, which within 30 seconds of me explaining this, a woman With children, excuse me, I'm going (laughs) to (coughs) cough.
0: Hang on, she'll she'll be back. (laughs) Do you want some water? (coughs) We've been driving for a while now. Juliet still has to pee. She's also dehydrated from today's
1: adventures. I'm
0: dehydrated. I'm overhydrated.
1: Okay. Okay. So back to my story. Eileen will edit that out when she figures out how to edit. edit. It'll be awesome, or she won't, and it'll just be, like, real life, because that's what happens, like, French bulldogs coming up, and sirens, and if you don't know about that, you can listen to episode number one. Um, so this woman saw all of us there me explaining what was going to happen and then in a very aggressive tone which she was just protecting her children so that is completely appropriate said this playground equipment is for children I really don't think it's appropriate that grown adults be on here and I'm really worried that you're going to hurt someone and one of the children is going to be hurt and it was it was very aggressive in energy and tone and in in tone with Exactly. Our presentation, which was, she was definitely having a limbic response of fight or flight and protection of her children. So we had to adjust, which was quick and, and, but it was a moment for me because then my limbic system went into effect because I have issues with confrontation and I wasn't about to get into a fight with a woman about playground equipment on a sunny Saturday with all these children around. So I just said, okay, we'll go over to this picnic table over here. And I had to adjust and think on my feet, which was another wonderful presentation. Maybe this will have to be a two-parter episode, but, um, that we had from my dear, dear friend, Carol Croncoli. Uh, that was the other one thinking on your feet as a Pilates teacher and having to adjust quickly to different scenarios. So we went to a picnic table and the obstacle course just really basically became, you're going to go over the picnic table, go over a hill and come back and go back over the picnic table. It became a very easy obstacle course, except it wasn't because it's a picnic table and you have one leg and it was very complicated. Um, The interesting thing was I had a hard time staying unempathetic Yeah. I kept, I kept
0: getting people from Juliet's round and they'd be like, well, it was mostly just Carol. Carol was like, you better not be mean because Juliet was nice. Everyone else is being nice. You better
1: not be too mean. And I was like, well, Juliet's nice. Of course she's being nice. (laughs) I can't, I can't fight my nature. It's even okay. in a, even in a, a moment, I can take on a character. Oh, I can take on a character and I can perform, but maybe it comes
0: a little too easily. I don't know. <laughs> I
1: don't know. But anyhow, um, most of the people, unlike Eileen's experience where the energy of her, oh, and, uh, of her event, everybody felt really like down and it was a good example of how even as passionate as an instructor she was she couldn't get that that passion to transfer into energy in her clients mine everybody was pretty happy and laughing and having a good time with the participation of it which by the way was one of the rules because it did say on my sheet that they were to embrace the challenge Um, the other thing that I didn't mention is not only were they tied together and in one pant leg and having to go over a picnic table and navigate that you were not allowed to speak verbally and plan verbally your attempt. So these two people had to figure out how they were going to get up and over the picnic table connected together without being able to use words. So they had to use arm gestures. I allowed grunting. I think I think me and Eileen would have said that was a verbal um, use it wasn't words, but it was verbal. But anyhow, so it was interesting because like I said, everybody was sort of cheering each other on and seeing the strategies of how people would figure out how to do it. And the, most of the um, fight or flight response I saw were the people who really did not want to do it because of movement restrictions in their bodies, like knee replacements, hip replacements, knee surgery. I can't do that. And those people did sit out for mine because I didn't feel it was necessary to push them into doing a three-legged racing crawl over a picnic table. I was that instructor who didn't even
0: ask what people's injuries were. I didn't even hold space for that in my session.
1: I wasn't, I didn't ask at first, but I was told in the first group, I'm not doing this because I have a hip replacement. And I said, okay. that was that was after the lady had yelled at me about not being on the playground equipment so so I was pretty much like you know what this is taking on a different tone and it's supposed to be fun so let's just have fun and that's what we did so thank you Joanne and Lucy for letting me pinch hit I'm so sorry that Daria was sick she's a wonderful wonderful person and I hope she feels better and um that was just one of the many interesting different kinds of experiences that you can have at the McIntyre summit. Um, maybe we'll talk about more. Well, yeah. So, um, like that all happened
0: today, which is Saturday. Like we had a full day before this of wild, amazing, mind blowing presentations. Um, and from people like people like, uh, well we, well, we started with this wonderful, like, grounding and this sort of, like, amoeba-like experience with, um, Greg and Thayer and Sue and Vivian who led us through some partner work and some self-discovery with our feet and, like, what does it feel like to ground through our feet in different ways. And... The title was about being connected. Yeah. Just getting us connected. And so that that's where we began. Um... And then, do you remember the name of Wendy's presentation? It was like I, a, a bold-hearted conversation with. Yeah, it's like a bold-hearted conversation with. We should. We're pulling out our book right now. We want to get it. Trent's
1: right? so embarrassed. I know. We're getting there. Get connected was. Uh, the that's Saturday. Okay, I got it. Drive the car. This is what happens. She tries to be bossy. Me and Eileen take it down a notch all right so we got connected A bull tottered conversation with your body was with Wendy Lebanc arbuncle which was amazing and beautiful and completely in line and aligned with all the <laughs> all yeah. the things
0: and it's funny because by the end uh, of that presentation I mean it like our bodies are just so amazing and that was like The biggest thing that I think that her soul wants to communicate with everyone is just like how can we be more interested in our relationship to gravity and our relationship to our body as not just like a body but a spirit which was then very connected with everything else that we learned like Um, Well, I don't want to jump to the next day, but okay. So then we had breakout sessions. So there was two options. There was um, mind-body integration uh, with Kelly Hale. And our friend Jen went to that one. um, And she said it was fabulous. And Kelly Hale has presented at the PMA. And so I'm sure that was like an amazing
1: experience. I only heard good things about that. Um, And then our friend Carol... I, I can read the thing so that we can um, and then our frank so it, it, the way Trent breaks out the, the so we do some things where we do them all in a group as a whole of 60 people and then there are certain sessions and presenters where we break out and we have to choose and it's always really challenging to choose what we're going to do because you don't really know what is you know what the presenters are and you get to know what the theme is, but you don't ever really know what the presentations are going to be until you arrive. So you get your manual and you sit down and you have like a few minutes to kind of briefly look through what the presenter has placed in the manual as the synopsis for their course and then there's a few times where you have to choose between two and sometimes it's really hard. Like actually this year they were both really hard. We had two different times where we had breakout sessions and they were really hard and to what Eileen said it there's no bad choice because whatever you do it was amazing and you learned something and you had a wonderful experience there wasn't anybody was like oh I wish I had done that other one everybody was like oh that was so much fun I'm so glad I did it so in on Friday the art of teaching on your feet was a Arcus educator studio owner Carol Concroly in New Jersey. She's our Jersey friend. Um, And her presentation was amazing in that it wasn't about feet, but it was about when you have that situation as a Pilates teacher or a movement teacher of any kind, and you have circumstances out of your control, whether they're weather or the studio is flooding or the client comes in and they, didn't tell you but they broke their leg over the weekend and just all those times when you really just have to think on your feet of like okay I thought we were going to do this and now what am I going to do and how am I going to do that but the way in which she presented it was so creative and so amazing and I can't wait to use it with my teacher trainees it's such a wonderful tool to help new teachers and I was about to say old teachers. I'm not an old teacher. I just have been teaching for a while. Um, how to, to just think about those situations from a different perspective and then also just um, how we do it. So let me, um, Eileen will explain how Carol did that. So she, it was
0: Mad Libs, which, okay. So so Julia asks me in this presentation, she goes, it's, it's Mad Libs. You know what Mad Libs is from? Right, and I'm like yeah of course I know what Mad Libs is I like had a childhood just like you did Julia
1: well it Mad Libs is something that is a piece of paper and you have to like write on it it's not an electronic device and an app maybe it is an app now Is there an app for Mad Libs? We're going to have to do some hashtag research.
0: I'm sure there's an app for Mad Libs. Um, (laughs) Hashtag research. Um, But, yeah, anyway, Carol's presentation was amazing. We, you know, asked each other questions, filled out the Mad Libs situations. And then, as a teacher, you were restricted to certain props and scenarios and equipment. Um, And uh,
1: that was all... Sorry, there's, like, traffic happening now. (laughs) I'm going to let her focus. Yeah, we talk about it. Um, so, yeah, it was, they were funny questions. Actually, the questions didn't seem that funny. They were pretty relatable to, like, what's your favorite piece of equipment? If you had a choice between three different props, what would it be? Pick a number between, like Mad Libs, pick a number between five and ten. Um, what was your favorite pet's name growing up? What would of these four celebrities which one is your favorite like stuff like that and then when of course you put them into the mad lib scenario it becomes this crazy situation where your client like shows up and has a wedding to go to in 10 days and has decided that they ordered a dress that was two sizes too small and in this one session you're going to make their butt look amazing um which you're welcome Lucy for your sore hamstrings and glutes today because I made her butt look amazing in 10 days oh yeah (laughs) but it was a really creative and I know Carol worked really hard on creating a mad lib like I don't even know how you do that (laughs) and it would be like those people who can make their own crossword puzzles like I, I don't I don't know how you do that either so very very smart and so much fun and we had a great time with that one. And then we met back up with Trent after that and he gave us a breakdown of a bold hearted experience and he always is amazing to listen to speak. So yeah. And, uh, our bold hearted
0: experience that evening was playing a game of,
1: of what would you call it? Like, <laughs> It's a common, okay, there's three things that happens here. Yes. And it, it does, trans, what is our, 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 it does cross generational situations. So I'm going to ask okay. Eileen a question. Okay. Do you know what lawn darts are? Absolutely not. Okay. Those of you who are of a certain age all know what lawn darts are. It's a cross between a version of lawn darts, archery, and dodgeball. But all safe because we had uh, bows and arrows, but the arrows were nerf-tipped, and we had safety headgear. It was, we had, and then in the dodgeball portion of it was that you had to, the arrows were all placed in the middle, there were different barriers you could hide behind, you ran up to the arrows, you grabbed only two arrows at a time, and you ran back, and then the goal was to... shoot the other members on the opposite team and um i really if you we're not going to post this by the time you know what i'm going to post a mcintyre and my highlights oh yeah my highlight i'm going to do a mcintyre summit highlights for on my instagram so you can get a sense of what was happening it was like pilates instructor hunt hunger games um and so bow and arrows flying through the air learning curve of how to get the bow and arrow to work.
0: Yeah, um, just being,
1: being bold enough to be like, yeah,
0: I'm going to totally play this game right now and be fully committed to the experience
1: of playing this game. Yeah. And we were fully committed, Eileen and I. And we had to pick, we didn't know what we were doing, and we just picked a team leader team well we first we just picked uh, Trent had this basket full of like little pouches that had something in it that we weren't allowed to open and we all just picked one and then we opened them and they were headbands ones were blue and ones were orange orange is Trent's favorite color so everything McIntyre is orange and those were your teams so we had random team selection and then we had to pick a team leader And so Eileen and I randomly, but not really random, because there are no random events in in the universe. Things just happen. We were both on the blue team. Oh,
0: yeah,
1: go blue. Go blue. Blue team's rules, orange team's rules. And um, we had to pick a team leader, and it was kind of an, you know, that moment where nobody, people want to step up, don't want to step up. People are telling, like, because they know me, because I've gone to this thing. Juliet, you should do it. You should do it. And I'm like, I, I feel like somebody else should be a leader. So, this wonderful, wonderful woman. Susan! Who was amazing. And I actually don't know where she was from. I know this was her first McIntyre experience. She was probably... She's
0: just amazing.
1: Amazing. And she just, like, walked right up in the middle of the group. And she's, she's at like... I'll be the team leader. And we were all like, okay, Susan, let's do it. Let's you be the team leader. And I think because she was so bold hearted, stepped up in a group full of people she didn't know, volunteered. I think that's why we won. Oh, yeah. We won like undefeated one. We won like four times in a row. Yeah. Trent, did trying to hear that four times in a row. Um, with Susan's leadership skills, she was yeah. very bold hearted. And that was a really... That was a really awesome moment. And um, so it was a very athletic um, event of running around. And again, I think you need to look at the videos uh, and, and posts on my Instagram highlights from my stories. Because um, it was interesting to see people's competitive natures come out. Yeah. There, were, there was a tuck and roll. There was some, there was some cheating going on. Um, it was, it was, it was pretty awesome. We had, (laughs) there was cheating and tuck and rolls and it was awesome. That sounds retarded or ridiculous, but that's okay.
0: It was, (laughs) it was great. It was good fun. Yeah. And that wrapped up our evening. We had a little picnic and it was great. Um, yeah, but let's get to today. We started off our morning with Haley Healy who took us through, um,
1: This beautiful meditation, Um, it's fascial awareness and release, a meditative journey. And
0: if you don't know Sean and Haley Healy, they're just beautiful people. They live in Sedona now and they, I mean, they're just pure love and magic and it's, they're just awesome. But uh, Haley does this fascial release work. Um, and she has her own spin on it. It's highly influenced by John Burns, but she has just this way of taking you into fascial release, uh, through meditation. Um, and it's really about like the skin to skin contact you with yourself. And then we also partnered up. Um, and it was just a Beautiful way to start our morning. I mean, the it was early. It was eight a.m. We didn't. We did not do Trent's trail walk. Sorry, Trent. It was just a little too early. Um, and so instead, we started off our morning in the most beautiful way with this um, meditation. And I think Juliet and I were both in a little bit of pain, like not real pain but just like the normal like oh my right QL my like right hamstring is whatever and I totally it gave me the energy and also just the meditative moments like I couldn't be anxious about because then our presentation was up next after that like I had no opportunity to be anxious like for presenting and I really wasn't, but I really didn't even have the opportunity to be because I was so immersed in um this beautiful, beautiful work of uh fascial release through meditation. Because why not? And like the sun was shining, the birds were chirping, you're like with all your most amazing like soul tribe people in the world and it was just it was all of the things for sure. It
1: it really was a Beautiful experience, and uh, it took a minute to kind of come back to earth a little bit after that for me, for sure. And I definitely had—I uh, was in pain. I'm, I'm not going to try to say I wasn't in pain. I was in pain uh, in my, and I am feeling much, much better now. So it was amazing. And also just a reminder that we have all the tools that we need to heal ourselves when we just slow down, take the time, and really focus on. Being a caretaker for ourselves, yeah. you know,
0: and I think that was that was super impactful for me because I'm a person who is always like trying to heal and whatever, trying to work on myself, and a lot of times I spend a lot of money doing that. Like, and luckily I can make it work for myself to fit that into my life, but um, it's a commitment, and it's usually like. It feels sometimes like, okay, acupuncture, chiropractic care, like all these different healing modalities are so expensive and your average Joe just cannot like fit that into their budget. If they have kids, if they have other responsibilities, whatever. Um, And what's so beautiful about this work is it's your hands on your body. Like you are the therapist for yourself. Or you're, you're doing it with your friend and it's their hands on your body, which is also beautiful because, um, well, so at, at East Bank where Juliet and I work, one of my coworkers, Brian, and I started hugging for 30 seconds in the morning, more than 30 seconds. Um, because to be able to be that physically close to a person in a non-threatening way is so, like relaxing for your physical body and your physical spirit, which is what Haley refers to, um, ours, like ourselves as our physical spirit. Um, and so anyway, just felt very in alignment with this new practice that I've curated with someone who I feel close enough to do this with, but it really down regulates, um, just that high cortisol, like stress fight or flight response that we all have when we have stressors in our life um and kind of promotes the parasympathetic nervous system the our rest digest recover response so anyway it felt very in alignment and maybe I will do a little bit less like sort of expensive body work things and more time just with myself in meditation um in this new way um and Haley, Sean, we are coming for you in Sedona. We will see you there. It's happening.
1: It is happening. And that was a breakout session, and that was a tough one because um, we had to choose between the fascial awareness and release meditative journey or rock roll crawl squat with Luis Johns, which She focuses a lot on um, kind of like move nat and using your body. And I really believe in that kind of functional use of our body for exercise versus like I'm going to go on a treadmill and run on a treadmill. Like, why don't you carry groceries to and from work? P.S. By the way, I don't have a car. I haven't had a car for nine years. And I learned at the summit that this is an interesting fact about myself and how I build in exercise by just doing the things that we do every day going to and from the grocery store. So I had a hard time choosing, but I was happy with my choice. And I'm sure if I had done rock, roll, crawl, squat, I would have been happy with that choice as well. Um, and she is amazing. I had never met Louise before and she, um, it's just a thank you, Trent, always bringing people, new people into my life. And just, I had a brief moment of time to spend speaking with her after the summit was over and it was, it was impactful even in that little moment. So thank you. And I'm really trying not to speak with a British accent. I I think I've done pretty well so far, but in my mind, I'm, I'm really thinking hard not to do that. That's kind of an inside joke, but we'll explain it later. Um, And then after we had our presentation then where we disrupted everybody's nervous systems. um, And actually the funniest part about the presentation we didn't talk about. We talked about the breakout part of it, but what about the setup? How uh, How did Lucy and Joanne... So in our manual, the choice is this. This is actually why it reminded me. It says, quiz show, are you smarter than a Pilates student? And I'm going to go to the actual description so that you can kind of get a sense of what, how this started. There's just the picture of Lucy and Joanne. It has the time, and it says, quiz show, are you smarter than a Pilates student, question mark, get ready to be challenged, period. And that's all the description the participants, the 60 participants of the McIntyre Summit had about that very elaborate sensory uh, limbic system challenge that we talked about. Um, So Eileen, why don't you tell us a little bit how they did that with what 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 was the premise of the quiz show? So the premise was that you
0: know, people obviously usually are – well, it was funny because people came up to me or people came up to Joanne, she said, and they asked, like, okay, well, what is going to happen? Like, it was day one and already people were worried about this Presentation and Joanne and Lucy wanted it to be like that, and they wanted people to already have that fight or flight like response to even the name of the presentation um, itself. And so everyone shows up, no one knows what's happening. Juliet and I are walking around carrying water guns. And we're getting into line. Joanne has a whistle. It's all very like, okay, we're going to do this quiz show now. And very obscure Pilates, uh, like, fun facts that nobody, it it doesn't really matter. Although everyone really did a good job.
1: Like, oh my God, you guys are pros. Um, Yeah. Uh, Our coworker, Jen, only missed her her question answer by one, one year. She was asked what year was the PMA started. Another question was, what were the two addresses for Joseph Pilates' original studios? And the woman was like, she had the street number, yeah. like, or not the street number, but she had the street, correct? Like, I was like, holy cow, these people are yeah. for real. Um, so they were really obscure questions, and they were all lined up in a row, and you could really tell, like, the nervous agitation and, like... People just really not not excited to uh, do that so then after like each so she split everybody up in four groups and after each group had a chance to go and each group missed their question Joanne said okay this isn't working out you know what we gotta we gotta just start from the beginning we're gonna change it up and then they actually revealed what the real breakout or the real session, the real presentation was about this getting our
0: flight or flight. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that was amazing. We already kind of talked a lot about that extensive, uh, extensively that experience. Um, and it was super fun. Thank you to all who participated in my crazy cardio adventure. Um, yeah, and then we had a beautiful picnic lunch. It was gorgeous. I was a sweaty mess. Um, thank you to Marilena who lent me her baby wipes so I could <laughs> go to the bathroom and wipe down my fucking armpits that were sweating profusely because I chose to wear natural deodorant on a 90-degree day in Rochester when I had to be running around. So thank you, Marilena. Anyway, um, that's maybe too much information. No such thing. Um, so we had beautiful lunch and then we went back inside for Heather Von Southard's presentation clearing the air are we doing what we think we
1: are doing I'll read the descriptions she can't let go of the bike she just swerved I said I, I'll read the description so if you don't know Heather Von Southard you need to um, find her and know her because she is amazing And she does amazing work and outreach. And it's, especially if you're a true, like just Pilates teacher, it's so outside the box of what you normally do, but what you need to experience. Um, And I met her, gosh, I think we figured out it was four years ago, Heather and I, um, Heather and Trent go way back. They went to college together and danced together. And reconnected and um, she had come to the summit and had decided that she wanted to go through Trent's comprehensive Pilates teacher training at the same time I was approached with the opportunity to become a McIntyre comprehensive teacher trainer which required me to, to go through the comprehensive Pilates teacher training in Michigan with Trent so I once a month for nine months drove up to Michigan and met with Heather and the first time we met it was just Heather and I and Trent and it was one of the most amazing beautiful experiences that I'm so grateful for in my life transformative beyond beautiful experiences and um, from there um, we just had what was a beautiful expression of Exchange of thoughts and ideas and what is movement and how do we deal with that and what is the definition of these things and she's just wonderful person Um, And then I had a chance to experience so I'd only known Heather through her Through this Pilates filter and this experience that we had and then the next year at the summit She did a presentation and actually presented her work and what she does so in this session today clearing the air are we doing what we think we are doing she helped us explore principles of practice in the movement studio which speak to the individual as well as the collective how can we become clearer with our use of language develop a sense of community cultivate independent movers and embrace the whole person in the movement and her work is um, very uh intensely stimulating and for me personally it's a lot of it stirs up a lot it, it actually makes I have a very physical reaction to it. it makes me very nauseous or nauseated I think is the proper um, term and the first thing I said to her when I walked in the room after we had just had this beautiful lunch and it was very hot outside I was like so we're doing the usual Heather thing where you're going to make me like want to throw up right and she's like maybe <laughs> and that is kind of what happened but in a beautiful beautiful way I don't even know how to describe or and you kind of just just have have to to you just have to experience it. it there's no way to describe it you just have to find Heather and get her in
0: your life and take her take her classes and just be in her presence she's amazing Um, and it was through that experience that we had as a community that we really were able to come together at the end for our final wrap up and discussion about what we value. And we just, there was a sense in the room, like, uh, like it was just love, like it was just respect and you know, everyone was being so vulnerable as Trent said, Brene Brown would, would have been so proud of all of us. Like, um, Brene Brown, 2020 McIntyre summit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're lobbying for that to happen. (laughs) Um, but anyway, so we wrapped up by revisiting the idea of bold heartedness and, um, Know, he wanted us to really find a word or find a way to wrap up our experience. Um, and so the question
1: oh, yeah. I'm getting there, people. I'm in a manual. I'm in a car. I still have to really pee. <laughs> it's all happening, it's all the things. Yes. <laughs> so, this is the question that Trent presented us on the first day at the very beginning. Um, in what way do you want to be bold hearted? And he kinda of presented this challenge to us to just maybe think about that a bit and just experience all of the presentations and all of the things. Uh, apparently Hunger Games dodgeball with arrows and bows and arrows <laughs> was part of that. Um and what was really cool is they actually attached and the McIntyre team is amazing they work so hard at putting this together all the manuals and all the efforts and somebody's actually you know gluing things together it's just amazing but what we received was this um little uh i don't know how you would describe like a a
0: disc and it has seeds in it and so
1: yeah, it's like made out of paper and you can plant it and I've seen it before. Sometimes there's greeting cards made out of it. And basically it's a self-growth blooming wish cards. Right, plant, water, grow, thrive. And that's a company called Bloomin.com. So the idea, of course, metaphorically that we're gonna ask this answer this question of in what way do we wanna be bold hearted. What is, answer that question and then plant this seed and curate and grow it in all, metaphorically and physically in that presence so he had introduced this to us on Friday and then we wrapped up with that and he kind of just invited everyone around the room if they wanted to and this is where to Eileen's point people being very vulnerable of sharing their, their way that they were going to want to be bold hearted and it was just varied and different and the bold heartedness of vulnerability of just stepping forward and saying yeah this is what I want to see for myself and and writing it down he said you know actually write it down Um, because for that reason writing physically writing really does something in our brains to make us like make that really happen it feels more real and tangible the manifestation process
0: yeah. So, Juliet, what was your way that you want to be bold-hearted?
1: Well, I was really into this growing kind of theme of the planting and the seeds. And so, for me, it's about growing into myself and the next level of exposure and experience. And doing this podcast is one of those things because... I actually have stage fright and fear of um, being on camera and talking on camera and um, pushing myself into those kinds of avenues that, and I don't know where that's going to lead or what that looks like, but I need to build a skill in myself that that doesn't completely set me into a panic attack and prevent me from Accepting opportunities that may come my way. So that's part of why this podcast exists in the first place is so that I can get better at hearing my voice out there and have confidence in that and practice as my friend Louise just told me I just need to practice and this is practice. I also for the first time ever posted an Instagram story video where I'm speaking and I'm in my pajamas at nighttime in glasses um, it was all the things um, In my friend's bed That she, lovely, <laughs> Lana Carey I love you, I love you, I love you For letting us stay at your house And we were in your bed And it was amazing <laughs> <laughs> And it was truly all the things um, So, Eileen well, what? Oh, yeah. so, did I not Tell my, my no, yeah no, okay. I I told, I so, I Eileen, you. in what way Do you want to be bold hearted So, I always like to Think of
0: like a word. Um, I really, I really like this thing that Trent does because it's something that I do like every year with myself. I create like a word or a theme for the year. And this year, my, my theme is more of a phrase. It's like really, really reach. And you could follow hashtag really, really reach if you really, really want to, um, to follow my journey. But, uh, in this way, I've become more bold in my choices and more sure of myself and my ability to grow where I'm supposed to and create boundi- boundaries for myself that are healthy and whatever and really reach for the things that I know are mine. And um, so with that, like my word for, for the summit is language right like I'm doing this new thing um, where I'm not just rewriting the same depressing poem about my dead dad again and again and again and again for the last four years I've been writing it um, and so I'm finally writing new things, writing new poetry, I have ideas for a book um, and so I'm no longer afraid of my voice um and my language and the way that i can use my language as a tool um right as a teacher right a teacher of movement so i can create an experience of movement in a certain way by using certain language which is kind of what heather's presentation was all about um, So anyway, it's language, it's the way that I want to express myself uh, throughout the upcoming year and then to look back next year and really see that that seed that I planted of being more bold with my language and more soft and more all of the things with my language um, uh, has grown. So I'm excited to plant my seed and physically like, put it in a pot and cover it with soil. And hopefully, Luke and Leah, my two little adorable six month old kittens, don't eat it like they've eaten all of my other plants. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to
1: next year already. Something came to me when I was listening to you say that was interesting is that you're expressing this bold heartedness through written language, and I am expressing this bold heartedness through vocal and visual, Yeah, like, that's interesting. And it's
0: funny because we have a project in the works uh, that is the intersection of our two modalities, like, in this way, like, very, like she wants to be more visually expressive and I want to be more written word expressive, Um, and so, yeah, that will be all of the things. Stay tuned. I don't know if we should be like, I don't think we should talk. I don't think we're
1: going to talk about it because I think it's better if it's a surprise. Yeah, Yeah. But I mean, I like teasing about it, but I mean, it is, I just realized that, that they're both avenues of self-expression and, and putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and And rewriting a story. Like, what I liked about yours is, like, you've always had poetry in your life, but it... So, we're not really sure where that cut off but
0: apparently we have a 60 minute limit anchor what is up with that we want to make podcasts that are longer maybe we need to buy a mic after all um not yet but maybe soon in our future um anyway i think i was wrapping it up i i don't know i guess i'll just say it again for our sake um, wrapping up all of the things like going back to my experience with writing and how It wasn't until I started speaking my truth and using my language um, in in so many new ways in my life, like actually expressing things that I haven't expressed even to myself, um, and then making choices that are in alignment with that. Um, It wasn't until then that I was able to write again, so I didn't have to be this depressed poet. Um, And to go back to what Trent said um, at the end of the summit, like a lot of times, we declare what we want or we say that we know what we want and we speak it out loud but we don't do the things, the vulnerable things, um, that are required for that to happen and it's that vulnerability like that will challenge you the most, um, and poke the box, to quote Seth Godin, um, poke the box at your life to be like, what are you doing? I think this is our exit. No. No. No, no. no,
1: exit 16. No, no,
0: we're not in Indiana yet. Wait, but I actually think it's our exit. It's not our exit. Wait, can you check your phone?
1: I just checked our phone. We had 57 miles when I checked our phone. We're not in Indiana. This is really awesome. <laughs> it was going to be a beautiful wrap-up. See where we're at? Okay, but what? okay, I know, but just start mapping. Why don't you put, trust me? This is, tr- <laughs> Wait, this is what happens. We're... F- Take exit sixteen. This is not. We are still in Michigan. Okay, I was
0: looking for sixteen. this I know, but we
1: go into Indiana and we start over at one. Okay, this is truly all the things right now. Oh my god! (laughs) Oh my god! I was like, why is she slowing down? I've okay. Did did we not discuss how I did this drive like a lot? Yes, I get it. I get it. I get it. Trust. Anyway, forty-five miles. That's why I I looked at my phone. Okay, Okay, I trust you. I also still have to pee. Things are getting aggressive. We need to wrap (laughs) up. Trust me when I say the original cut-off ending was beautiful, with the whole like wrap-up and Trent McIntyre and being vulnerable, and that was such a wonderful um, moment. And now we had a moment. So okay, go back Here. here.
0: It's fine we're, we're basically like sisters. I mean, we like do this bigger thing that happens sometimes. It's okay. Um, yeah. So just being vulnerable and being able to be vulnerable, um, is the hard stuff that's going to challenge you the most to step into this new version of your life where you're actually doing things that are fulfilling and, um, you don't need permission to do that. Right? Like you can just declare that this is what I want and then do it. And if you still need permission, Juliet and I grant you all the permission that you need to do all of the things because you deserve it. Your life deserves it. Like that's the
1: point of life. Be bold hearted people. Be bold hearted. Whatever that means to you. What is the thing that you're afraid of of like that moment? Don't let fear make the choices for you. Chase your fear Chase your fear Oh man, look at that 20, almost, almost 26 year old I think she turns 26 in 18 days now We've been in the car <laughs> that long The sun is setting on our weekend of the McIntyre Summit um, I hope you enjoyed all this Because it was all the things, that's for sure um, I don't know what's going to happen We're still learning about editing and post-production So it might just be the whole thing
0: it's probably going to be the whole thing because I don't know how to edit and I'm the one who has the anchor podcast app on her phone. Um, so yeah, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll edit, maybe we won't. Um, and I hope that if if what we talked about that happened this weekend sparked interest to you and you're a Pilates instructor, um, and you haven't heard of McIntyre Pilates or Trent McIntyre, um, that you consider at the very least joining us next year at the summit. Um, and you can check out all of Trent's information on, on his website, McIntyre Pilates and, um, yeah join us next time on all the things podcast where we will hopefully not be in a car (laughs) and um we'll be talking about other exciting things like boundaries and relationships and stuff like that so yeah thank you so much for joining us if you stuck it to the end we appreciate you we love you um and yeah we're gonna finish this drive back to chicago now Go to the bathroom.
1: Finally, yeah, it is all the things, and I I don't know, Eileen. I think we might have to. This might just have to be our thing, where we we do a podcast in weird locales like <laughs> sidewalk <laughs> sidewalk cafes, inside a car. Um, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know how things are gonna unfold, but that's part of the fun of it. <laughs> it could be. I, I, it could be. I, I'm in a in a bus. I don't know. We're just being
0: our We're just being totally authentic.
1: I think maybe in a bus might be a fun adventure or like a train. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That might be. On a beach in Sedona. Not on a beach in Sedona, but on a beach and or also in Sedona. There are no beaches in Sedona.
1: There are red rocks. Yes. Vortex mystical red rocks. Yes.
0: Exactly. So thank you for joining us and we will talk to you next time. All right. Goodbye.